You're listening to the CryptoCast Podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Namaste. Hello. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. This week, we are going to be looking at a brand new company, which is going to be soon releasing a very visionary platform, or should I say grid, to everyone in the world who has an electric vehicle. The company we are going to be talking to today is Zelectrix, and Zelectrix are developing a very innovative on and off grid charging network to power electric vehicles or EVs via a strong renewable energy infrastructure. Making an infrastructure such as this one does require more than just the hardware to charge cars. It requires a very innovative blockchain platform. And that's exactly what this company are doing. They are implementing a state-of-the-art blockchain platform from the company known as Thought AI. But before I go any further and tell you any more about the USPs and exciting parts of this project, I would like to introduce to you the project technical manager, whose name is Ken Lend. Ken, welcome to Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Thank you, Aviva, very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited (laughs) you're here. This is really great because I have wanted to talk to you about this project for some time. And because you are very well known and very experienced in the production of everything to do with the blockchain, be it smart contracts for the blockchain or investor platforms, you are, for many companies, especially ICOs and now STOs, the go-to guy for creating really innovative technology to make these things possible. And I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to meet with us as well. <laughs> oh, no. Well, again, the pleasure is mine. So what I wanted to do in the first instance was I wanted to talk about everything to do with your charging solutions and finding out really what is going on in terms of what you are creating, as well as also, of course, the technology behind it. And I did mention Thought. They're a company who is very well known because, of course, the person who leads Thought's AI blockchain is Professor Andrew Hacker, who many people in the world recognize him, not only because of his amazing name, which kind of was foresight by his parents that he would have something to do with this space, because Professor Andrew Hacker is known in the world for his cybersecurity uh, methodologies and all of the different types of solutions that he has come up with, as well as also his patents that have to do with the AI blockchain space. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited to work with uh, their company and with Hacker as well. Well, I think, uh, you know, just the name alone, I can't I can't say it enough. I love that. That's a good name choice indeed. It's like <laughs> it's like a predestined to like it's like a prophecy. So you have to you have to get into this, into this space. It's like otherwise the parents wouldn't be happy. So, yeah, I know. So right? No pressure, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
So I was reading your white paper and it says that the reason why you're integrating a, an AI blockchain solution into your entire on and off grid charging network is because you want to deliver a seamless experience to people who are using renewable energy and of course, electric vehicles or EVs. And by integrating this, you will be providing equitable access, increased efficiencies and improved customer care through, of course, the blockchain platform. So can I just ask you this? Can you just break this down even in a more simple form for, for not just myself, but for our listeners? What exactly does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thoughts are providing us with basically their own patented technology, which is a data-driven AI algorithms. And why we're using it is because we can use it, for example, energy forecasting and universal integration with supported data streams, which provides power efficiencies and real-time supply and demand evaluation on per vehicle basis. What does it actually mean is we can monitor weather conditions and user driving patterns. And uh, for example, another thing is uh, energy accessibility by optimizing EV routes to maximize proximity of charging stations. And besides that, we can use uh, one thing is like component failure prediction and grid stability improvements. And for example, additional revenue streams and relevant contextual advertising and user engagement. Well, you know, you're mentioning also about um, advertising and user engagement. So you do have other revenue streams built into here, not yeah, absolutely. just. Oh, okay. You actually have a multifaceted way of increasing your revenue as a company. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's really good. So let's talk about now your next humongous USP. And that is the fact that Phoenix Contact, which is a multi-billion dollar company, are now asking to be part of your project and they want to help build out your chargers. I mean, that yeah. is, that's a huge coup. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, and you're sitting here and loving every minute of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, really, genuinely. Yeah, they're working I, really hard, so so it's glad to see things finally coming together. Well, and, and they are coming together because I don't think many STOs, ICOs, or whatever three-letter combination you can think <laughs> of, of um, companies trying to do what you're doing have multi-billion dollar companies knocking on their doors, and you've got one of the biggest players in the market. So yeah. let me just ask you, can you go over um, what, you know, what about your chargers will be special? Now, before, I know that we've already talked a little before this podcast, and I know that you can't tell me anything about the secret sauce. You can't go into major details, but can you maybe go over um, about your chargers and what exactly is it that you're developing that's going to be unique? Yeah, absolutely. We are working on uh, developing and patenting ways to shorten the charging time. Because right now, when we are looking in general, like EV vehicles, there is a small thing like being nervous if you can actually reach to your end destination and if you're going to just be left on the road. Oh, that. Oh, I was reading about that in your papers. You mean range anxiety. Exactly. Range anxiety. Yeah, I think more women than men will have that. And I, I'm, I, well, I don't know. Can I say that? Do you think men will have range anxiety? Of course I have range anxiety. Okay. So, so basically. It's I, universal. <laughs> it has no sex. Even better. All I can so, tell you is that I know I'd be one of those people that if I saw the energy bar dipping below a certain point yeah i would be absolutely panicking yeah plus another thing is that like some sometimes like with other like if you're renting a ev car 
then uh, if you're seeing how much charge in it so you kind of of course you can show you but you still in case like taking out the calculator yeah and seeing like okay if i'm actually going to reach it or, <laughs> or not so or am i going to be uh hitchhiking the rest yeah, exactly. of the way okay but, yeah we are currently creating a design and working with a growing number of extremely talented accomplished engineers and different companies that are creating charging process that will actually revolutionize the ev space Research and development are very important for us and we are still inviting key partners to make our solution the best solution out there. So even on top of Phoenix Contact, you have other partners who you are bringing on board. Yeah, absolutely, because we're working really hard to provide the best solution there is. Well, whenever anyone thinks, I just went to Amsterdam the other day for mm -hmm. a meeting and I was picked up uh, at the airport and after I got off my plane and mm -hmm. went through the airport, I was picked up by a taxi and lo and behold, the taxi was a Tesla. And apparently mm -hmm. not only had the government given major subsidies mm -hmm. in terms of making sure that all the cars at the airport, all the, all the taxis were EVs, but they also gave them, it was the, the taxi driver was telling me that they were entitled to uh, free fuel for the year. In other words, free charging mm -hmm. for the year. How is Tesla cars going to be integrated into your solution? Yes, the electric charges uh, will initially be configured to charge 150 kilowatts. And uh, going here a little bit more nitty gritty, but uh, similar to Tesla's current uh, supercharger offering, uh, with the capacity to be upgraded to 350 kilowatts. When cars that are able to handle that come to market, the capacity of 350 kilowatts of power results in extremely fast charging times, which is around 400 kilometers or 250 miles. And the range batteries get topped off in actually in 10 minutes. So oh this my is God, really fast. That's super fast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my hair will look great. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm always worried that, you know, when I have my EV and I've got, you know, it's mm -hmm. got really inclement weather outside. Mm -hmm. um, oh, please tell me that when you're making these charging stations, by the way, um, especially the off-grid ones, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter actually, off or on-grid, please tell me that they are going to be sheltered ones. Yeah, of course. Especially like we have here in Estonia today when it was like yesterday, minus 21 degrees celsius then <laughs> oh, you're, 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 you're wishing to have a little bit warmer yeah. place to be as long as look at that we're talking my hair here okay that's a really important <laughs> thing okay we have to be sure that that's protected okay once i do this baby i don't want to have to redo it again so it's really interesting to see that you're building something that is absolutely needed because so many governments right now are making legislative efforts and they're bringing in laws to make sure that ICE vehicles or the internal combustion engine vehicles, which use diesel and petrol, they want to phase these out all mm -hmm. over the place. You know, I mean, you're looking at a lot of cities around the world who are saying by specific dates, they don't want to see anything except for EVs within their city centers. Yeah, absolutely. Our vision is to develop charges that will take less time than refueling a regular petrol car or a diesel engine car. By doing so, we are creating actually a new market for the, or the more viable market for the electric vehicles. So right now, one of the reasons why like electric vehicles, they're getting more popular and popular, but still why people are still choosing petrol uh, vehicles is due to the fact, okay, when you're driving a long range, and you have to drive, I don't know, like over 400 kilometers. One thing is like, okay, yeah, you can drive that much because the one charge, like the mileage you get per one charge is getting better and better. 
but still if you run out of the battery you have to wait like 40 minutes to get it recharged mm -hmm. so this is the one one reason why we are working so hard on it and I got to tell you, if you do live in really inclement places, even in the deserts in America, the deserts anywhere in the yeah. world, or even places that are very cold and windy, 40 minutes is a long time. Yes, it is. Even 10 minutes, you know, yeah. is a long time. So, uh, and so your chargers, um, one thing I did read also in your white paper was that your chargers were suitable. It was, it literally was, you'll fit any car. It doesn't matter, every mm -hmm. EV type. Um, will will be um, catered to with your solution. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our charger will be tested far beyond the industry standards to, de to deliver the highest quality products. We have optimized designs that provide higher power output while minimizing the risks and adaptable system, not requiring any changes to the infrastructure. Okay. And currently, most of the charging stations only offer one type of plugs. Well, there are different types of plugs for every car manufacturer and every content. And that's a pain in the butt. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And Selectrics will have an innovative charging system for all type of electric vehicles all over the world with multi-standard charge socket. All fast charging standards are included, making our charging stations suitable for all electric vehicles, types and major car brands. Well, that's to be applauded for sure. Now, I, I know we just touched upon your charging stations very, very quickly. Yeah. But I really was not joking when I said, don't mess with my hair. Okay? That's, that's <laughs> you a serious... That I'm going to send yeah. a message to tomorrow's well, email to the team. Like, hey, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> this is now the number one priority. <laughs> Ask your woman when you go home tonight. It's a right pain, especially when it's bad weather. Yeah, you want to no, look good. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your charging stations. Now, I know they're on and off grid, so mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to be, um, you know, in which way you want to address this. So I'll just leave this up to you. Okay, sure. All of these electric EVs charging stations will make up a giant network of reliable and powerful charging stations, starting from Baltic states and moving further along major routes across the Euro Europe. To help EV owners avoid drains anxiety, they need to be installed within good proximity in all areas of locations. Like I mentioned before, basically, you really want to make sure that if you're taking a long route, like I'm going to bring Estonia as an example, if you want to drive from Tallinn to Berlin, you want to make sure that you wouldn't be calling the the number or the toll emergency truck, number. Yeah, emergency <laughs> number when I get there. It's like, it's like yeah, can it's you tow me to Berlin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, it might be getting cheaper to get a plane ticket, but this is the, this is the solution or this is the problem we are solving. So, and we can actually already we have already solutions to to provide and technology to provide everything for it. So. Okay, so you know, but this is a really, I guess this is this is a really important thing because most, of course, there's major roads all over the world. You know, all the uh, the A roads and even B roads in the United Kingdom. You have in the United States, you have the interstates. Um, you know, and the super highways and mm -hmm. highways across the world, but you also have the minor roads, which really do, you know, many, many people live, uh, you know, down these tiny roads mm -hmm. and that's going to require your off grid, um, charging station. So how's, um, how, what do you do? You just drop them in with a crane or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, this is very, very interesting, uh, solutions. And basically we are using off grid stations that allows electrics to place charging stations, even in the yeah, most rural areas. This means like 
Basically, the independent charging stations will be fit with green energy generators that will power the stations, allowing the EV industry to expand their branches to even more places out of the city and even more like harder to reach locations. And that's fantastic. I mean, and so, and you are right now mapping this all out. This is all being, uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Okay, so with the charging stations themselves, though, um, what kind of amenities are in there? I'm sorry to keep going back to my hair, but this is an important <laughs> point here. So, what kind of amenities are going to be included in there? What am I going to see when I go to one of your charging stations? And are the charging stations for off and on pretty similar? Yeah, okay. they're pretty similar. Okay. So basically, the electric stations will be complete charging solutions with chargers, cable holders, and interactive terminals. And uh, of course, we offer, are offering much more than just the EV charging. So basically, the stations will be fit with different commodities and will be easily adaptable for future needs. Some of the features we are planning to do is incorporate emergency alert buttons, air compressors, Wi-Fi, EV charges, extra EV charges, lounges, restrooms. And of course, what one of our business models is to add actually high-tech advertising into it. We're building our dedicated app. So what it can be used for is basically you can see if the charging stations are ready and you can even book a charging station. And our app allows you to find the public charging stations that are nearby to you. And uh, if you need, you, we have also 24-7 support staff that is available on a call. Okay. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that um, I really find this interesting. Are you building that app then? Yeah, of course. Okay, that's, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah that's... I guess as the project manager for all the technology stuff, yeah, I guess you would be. So uh, your charging stations can be looked up and booked for free, which is great, just by downloading yeah. the app. Yeah. Okay. The app will be free, I'm yeah. assuming, great. <laughs> and you can find these public charging stations and you can get uh, all the information on the tariffs, the charging speeds, and I guess, you know, whether or not you can buy a coffee there? Yeah. Well, so that's nice. We're working really hard to provide the best solution to our customers to make it as as less painful as possible. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to say it because it's still a little bit time to get your car charged. And uh, we're working, of course, hardest we can to find the best solutions to get the loading or loading time even even smaller, yeah. but still it takes a little bit of time and to make that time as comfortable as possible. Excellent. So I understand how important it is that you have thought as well as also Phoenix Contact working with you on these solutions. Now, the batteries themselves, the batteries that will be driving the affordability of EVs, of course, that's going to be very significant in the evolution of what you're going to be doing in terms of your on and off grid solutions, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So what's going on then with the batteries that are fitted into the current EV fleets that are coming out? Yeah, the battery manufacturing capacity is currently up to eight gigawatts per year. And uh, by 2030, it is estimated that new factories that come online will have capacity up to 35 gigawatts a year. So that's a pretty incremental growth. That's significant. Yeah. yeah. And the current charging speeds enable 80% recharging in about 40 to 60 minutes with the fast charger. And ultra fast charging, which is, uh, takes about 10 to 15 minutes, which is a desir desirable feature that will decrease the performance gap 
of EVs compared to ICE vehicles. Okay, so the internal combustion engine vehicles. Exactly. For those people who need to remind it what ICE or ICE stands for. So the ultra-fast charging, just to also clarify that, is ultra-fast charging, how, how much is that in kilowatts? Ultra-fast charging takes around 300 to 400 kilowatts. It is calculated that when the price of batteries falls to $100 per kilowatt, it will be tipping point for EVs to reach the priority with uh, original normal cars. <laughs> I, oh, uh, with the internal combustion engine vehicles. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but with all the additional advantages inherent only to EVs. If battery back prices continue their 15% annual cost reduction trend from the current 150 kilowatts per hour, Small SUVs and compact cars will reach the same price as the internal combustion engine equivalents by 2022. Wonderful. Okay, so we're really, I guess, on track to meet the requirements of many governments who are asking for the phasing out of the internal combustion engine vehicles and bringing in of the EVs. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. So we've talked a lot about the product, the actual, um, the actual chargers, the on and off grid solution, which by the way, I want to congratulate you again. But now what I want to talk about is what you're doing in particular, because that also is extremely innovative. And that is the platform that you are building and that the investors platform. So what I would like for you to do now is to talk about the token. What's the name of the token? It's a ZLX, Electric Token. Very good. Okay. So um, the ZLX token, if you could talk us through the ZLX token and also talk us through this amazing platform that you are building for this Electrix project. So basically, this Electrix uh, token is called CLX, and this year's C20 token. For this Electrix, uh, we are supplying 400 million tokens in total. And uh, during the token sale, we are going to be issuing 280 million for the public sale. We're gonna start off with the token price of 80 cents per token. And right now, as far as goes lockups, we are not going to provide any lockups for investors. Excellent. Actually, talking about investors, are you what phase are you you're right now in the in private investors phase, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Okay. Are you talking to any private investors? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Right now, we are discussing uh, our project with different investors who are really interested, and uh, that's as far as I can. As you can you. tell, yeah. is there any way I can bribe you to just give me? Oh, come on, let's have a, <laughs> let's have a some kind of teaser. We have to have something on this podcast. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, that's good. So the guys will be really mad at me. On top of that, we are offering ten percent affiliate bonus during the private sale, and every participant will get an affiliate link. Oh, that's great. That's a really great added little bonus. Um, So again, your private sale is right now, and I know that you won't tell me any further details, but can you just give um, a little indication on who can enter your private sale? Yeah, for private sale, minimum entry until ICO starts is $4,000, which is 5,000 Selectrix tokens. After that, the minimum rises to 15,000. And this is for special deals. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So what about the actual platform itself? What you are creating for not just this ICO, but um, but for other ICOs slash STOs, like I said before, three-letter combinations of people trying to raise funds uh, <laughs> using cryptocurrency. Tell me about your platform. 
What we're doing on an everyday basis is we're providing different companies that want to, for example, go public and do it by the blockchain and by the tokenization method. And what we do is we're providing them infrastructure and investor dashboards. Besides taking their company shares on the blockchain, we're providing them with different solutions that can be used to collect funding, for example, from investors or, or doing something similar, which is like IPO, but instead going to the regular market, you're going to the, through the blockchain. So your platform encompasses KYC and AML and all that stuff. Yeah. What do we do is right now, the people who have been longer in the, in the blockchain space and uh, have been working with different cryptocurrencies, there has been thing like one red elephant or pink elephant, how you want to call it, yeah. is it's really hard for some companies to open up a bank account. It's not the banks don't want your money. They always want money, they're banks. But the thing is that banks are highly regulated and they just can't take money from any Sally or Jake or, 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 or so forth. And uh, Wait, what... are you saying that banks are discriminatory against Sally's and Jake's? <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash! Newsflash, perfect. <laughs> but, but the main thing is banks need just more information about the investors. Of course, there's a little bit of friction in the blockchain industry where some one of the parties saying like, yeah, it's all anonymous and no one should know anyone. And other parties, if you're talking about money and we are talking about actually anti-money laundering laws or actually finding out if the money is funded by some ill organization. And as long as you're going to hold it in the US dollars or other ways to say in fiat money, uh, then you probably have to keep it in a bank. And the banks are highly regulated and therefore they want to know who's the money coming from and who's, who's paying basically. And one way what we're doing is we have partnered up with different KYC and AML providers. Other means it means know your customer and anti-money laundering. And we're using service provider who has been getting a lot of, lot of notice as well in, in general markets and different banks are actually using their services as well. So by doing so is we are already actually compliant with different banks and banks regulations. And by using the software, we have had different uh, case studies where we know that by using these KYC methods, banks have been actually opening up bank accounts even more easily for those because they're saying, hey, okay, this is the money where it's from. Uh, it's not coming from ill, Ill sources mm -hmm. or like some, from some terrorist organization. And this is one step forward in whole regulating the whole process as well, because you like it or not, when we are talking about investments, then there are regulations in place that should be. And this is basically for our actual greater good. Well, that's excellent. So, you know, when you let's just say I was going to invest, which I probably will. Uh, into this electrics project, I would be able to put my money both in fiat or cryptocurrency and buy the ZLX tokens, correct? Yeah. When you're getting started with, uh, for example, if you have never invested into into security token well, or, a lot or of people, general, general token offering. Yeah, a lot of people who are listening to this program, they probably have never invested exactly. in anything in their life. So what I'm going to say is, repeat everything and repeat it really slow because we do have so many newbies who listen to the show as well as also people who are very long in the tooth and they know this space inside and out. So let's go really slow for them. 
Yeah, okay, before you actually looking into any project, just do your due diligence and look really into what you're up to. Because right now there has been so many ill, Ill scams. projects, yeah, scams on Hacks, the, on the yep. market. But yeah, of course, we can get into a, another time into more more That's another into, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when it is in general, sign up is depending where the token sale is hold. And for example, you had a great podcast recently with Jonathan, who uh-huh. is in with the SEC. Jonathan Dunsmore, yes. He's, an, he's a, a lawyer who does specialize in working with the SEC, yes. And you guys, before trying to do anything, just listen to this podcast as well. And basically, if you get started, it depends what are your regulations. You're going to have to fill in the form or make sure that, for example, if you're in the United States, you have to sign yourself as the accredited investor. If, if you're not accredited investor, you probably shouldn't shouldn't be even get started with that because this is the law right now for for other places from around the earth it's it depends on the country so before you're getting into any project just make sure that it's it's legal and it's fine wherever you are to invest into the project besides that what we're working on is providing the investor dashboard and the main thing is security mm-hmm. because even when we're talking about money it's it's like providing the same thing as the bank is. It doesn't matter if someone is getting like hacked or whatsoever. Is it $5 or is it $500 million? It's the same thing. So what we take really, really seriously is the security of the platform, the security of our investors as well, the investors' data. So there has been a lot of breaches in other areas, so we take it really seriously. And another thing is making it really simple for people to get started. Mm-hmm. Because what if you're an investor in it, you want to support the company, you want to get something in return, which is usually tokens that represent the company or, or service or whatsoever, it depends on the offering, and make sure that everything is working smoothly. For example, what we have been doing is with different projects, there are security tokens that we are launching as well for different projects. And uh, right now what we have been doing is we have been developing a investor dashboard which can pay out actually dividends. So for example, right now you know, on the marketplace, there is mm-hmm. a problem that uh, if you wanna, there are like a lot of security tokens coming up, they're connecting their blockchain or they're connecting their whole valuation of the company on connecting it to the performance of different tokens. For example, most of the tokens are issued in Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And as the rel- as the blockchain technology is still relatively new, blockchains and the technologies come and go. If the companies want to pay out dividends in in like Ethereum, like four or five years ago, in going forward, and what happens if Ethereum doesn't cost anything anymore? Mm-hmm. Like it's like hooray, you get like hundred thousand eaters in dividends, and so who want to buy it? It's like there's there's no demand for it. No, that's a, and that is a pretty serious issue, which is by the way affected a lot of companies. Yeah. So what I've been seeing from the current market and the adaption of market, this is actually one of the reasons why big guys are still waiting because they're saying, hey, market is is relatively new. And this is the one thing what we are helping companies to address as well to make it more appealing to bigger investors. For example, I'm an investing project. Is I'm looking at like down the longer road mm. because if I'm investing in something I'm checking if there's actually merit and if they're going to deliver hopefully they're going to deliver you, you kind of never know after even doing the proper due diligence but that said is 
if usually I invest in something that is going to pay out some dividends. Mm -hmm. And if you, and yeah, if you want to get also dividends has, that has actual value. And this is what we're doing for them is basically providing the dividend payment gateway or however we're going to call it. <laughs> what we have done is we have created a dividend payment gateway. And what does it mean is companies can pay out dividends in each currency they want or each currency the investors want to receive the money in. So, for example, if if your token is built on, on Ethereum, that means you don't have to pay out dividends anymore in Ethereum. You can also pay it out in Bitcoin, in US dollars, in euros wow. and so forth. That's amazing. That's really impressive. And you built that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm envious of your brain power, and I think that's really admirable ah. that you did that. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Um, okay, so besides all of these goodies that people will see on their dashboard, they'll be able to invest, they'll be able to um, also, what else can they do on their yeah, dashboard? Yeah, absolutely. This is the, the whole process of tokenization is making everything, it's kind of like next step. For example, if you're checking in general in tokenization and comparing it to IPO, which means like initial public offering, mm -hmm. and usually like IPO is like the grand yeah, reward it's the, or it's like the last many step. Yeah, exactly. Many companies, that's exactly what they are, want to achieve in their lives. Many companies, you know, when they reach IPO status and they see themselves listed on a major market, you know, they feel like they've made it. Yeah, exactly. But here's a fun fact. Did you know that in the last years, there's actually somewhere around 4,000 IPOs or 4,000 companies in the US market right now? And the number of initial public offerings have been actually decreasing since 1990. And basically, one of the main reasons for that is, is basically it's getting just more expensive and more expensive mm -hmm. each year to launch your company to the public market. Absolutely. And there's the reason why the companies have been actually stopping issuing their IPOs unless you're a really huge company and you have a lot of money to burn mm -hmm. because there are so many, like we always hear the great stories like, okay, Apple came out or, or some other company came on the public markets, like hooray, they made it, but we don't hear the corpses or the like was buried along the whole road. <laughs> so this is one thing where the blockchain technology is jumping in and revolutionizing the whole industry of taking companies public. And basically what it does, it makes the whole process a little bit smoother mm. or is even, even much smoother. And the reason for saying that is what you're going to do is when, once you launch the token, tokenization process, and even when you have gone through everything with the lawyers and make sure that everything is fine and everything is according to law, Basically, when you have launched the token and made sure that everything is connected legally, you have technically gone public already. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are different exchanges. But right now, if you're issuing a token and, for example, if you're issuing most of the companies when they're going public in US, they're issuing token in New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. And But if you're issuing a token in a blockchain and using different exchanges, this means you will be instantly public across the world. Yes. So, and plus another thing is it takes the cost of going public just and cuts it basically in half. Oh, so wow. It's, it's just much, half, not a quarter? 
even more. It, it depends. <laughs> it depends because there's so many moving objects still. Because right, right now we're working with regulators, and uh, of course there's the technology to make sure everything is secure and works perfectly. And of course you need to do some marketing if you want to actually sell the of course. whole thing. So put everything together. It depends on the amount that is needed to be raised. Well, that is actually a nice little roundup of everything that you're doing in terms of the platform. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, there are so many things, but what we're gonna do is, I think we have to do a round two to oh. get back to it. So you want to <laughs> do a second podcast? Yeah, I hope the listeners liked it. Oh. I hope I brought you enough value. So. Oh, you're a glutton for punishment. You want to do a second podcast. I find, <laughs> I got the hint now. Okay, well, look, you know, I do think there's going to be a lot of people out here who are going to be watching this space. Um, Zelectrix is, they have a dedicated website, which is www.zelectrix.com. All the information we talked about today is on that website. Ken Lend, I would like to thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for coming in and explaining everything about Zelectrix, as well as also how the uh, investors platform works, the investors platform that you've created. Um, and I'm looking forward to see and use this app as well as your charging stations, as long as my hair remains perfect, but you gave <laughs> me that guarantee personally. Um, and uh, it's been a really great chat. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you for everyone for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And if you want to ask future questions, then just hit me up on Twitter, Ken Lend, or on LinkedIn, Ken Lend. Ken with two N's. Yep, Ken with two N's, because one is never enough. I would like to thank <laughs> everybody who's listening to our crypto and blockchain episode this week. Thank you for listening to us. And I would like to also ask you to recommend us to your friends and family and tell them that we're available for download on Stitcher, Podbeam, iTunes, and Spotify. In addition, I would like to invite you to leave some really nice remarks on Twitter and Facebook. And if you have any kinds of questions or you have any requests on anything that you would like us to do a podcast on, please email us at education at SavvyDigital.com. That's S-A-V-I-I digital.com. Again, thank you very much for listening. And we look forward to having you as our listener next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Stay tuned in for more episodes.